So listen, let's start off this podcast like this, man. It's been an interesting month, especially for us. We've been doing a lot of traveling. We've been able to go to different cities and hear different types of music. I mean, whether it was Detroit and getting into the Babytron scene or even going to California and listening to West Coast hip hop in that setting. I feel like it's been a really nice month for my listening experience. But yeah. what do you have? What have you taken out of this month as a whole? I mean, what have I taken out of it? I mean, there's so much. And by the way, before we get into anything else, guys, um, there is a playlist that you guys can access right now. Check out yes, the sir. link to that playlist in the description of this episode. And some of the songs that we're actually talking about today are going to be featured into that playlist. And we're kind of just refreshing it on a weekly basis. So if you guys do want to know where we're bumping and actually check that stuff out, make sure to check out that playlist. It's on Aspen. Spotify and Apple as well. But yeah, speaking about my month with music, I mean, it's obviously been dead, which has been the narrative for the last three months. And now we're like officially one fourth of the way through to the year, bro. Yeah, that's true. First quarter quarter done. We're a quarter done. There's been nothing but I've been getting a lot of enjoyable stuff from the underground scene and from like some more low key releases. And that's what I've had fun doing, bro, is just going through like more of the, the shit that kind of falls under the radar. Um, Obviously, Tyler, the creator, just dropped a new song called Dogtooth. And uh, yeah, by the time you guys are hearing this, he's dropping um, a whole like extended edition to Call Me If You Get Lost on Friday, March 31st. Yes, so sir. It's going to be cool to see what makes it out of that. But yeah, let's start talking about that, bro. What did you think of the song? I think it was cr- incredible. I mean, that whole session was probably so sick. I mean, that era of Tyler was really nice because he went back to rapping and it was obviously a great switch up from what you have gotten on Igor. But what I really do enjoy about the song is the personal like reliability factor to it. I mean, saying that like, you know, you could ride my face for free for as long as you want all day long is pretty funny. Uh, that's kind of the way that he started off the song. But Even taking yeah. a note out of Drake's book saying I'm going to buy my neighbor's house and move you into it and yeah that kind and the of production shit. is super lush it's luxurious as usual from tyler so it's going to be interesting to see what he comes with um next friday i'm super down to hear it we might do a reaction to it depending on how many songs drop if it's a completely different album and it's like a whole deluxe that could be like a whole untitled master type of situation you that know would what be I mean? super cool that would be awesome so hey guys but listen. the only thing that's concerning though is the fact that you know, what if this is Tyler's drop of 2023? You know what I mean? Because I'd that's, be okay with it. Like, imagine him giving yeah. you like 10 plus songs of all like "Call Me If You Get Lost" costs. Would you not have preferred a new album though? Like, for sure I would. But I mean, sometimes you don't get what you want. But when you do get what you want, I mean, you're happy with it. Yeah, so, we still have to be happy to get some new Tyler tracks. I mean, that's always uh, that's always a blessing. But uh, let's talk about JPEG Mafia and Danny Brown scaring the host because, yes, sir. When this came out, I mean, I knew it was going to be a serious album of the year contender. I knew it was going to be one of the most exciting collab albums that we'd get all year but i didn't expect myself to be listening to it this much and i just have a bug to keep going back and i feel like there hasn't been an album that's kind of you know got me into a chokehold like this since maybe her loss bro like i'm really bumping this on on, on a heavy basis to be even more than her heroes and villains probably bro which is surprising no, it's like, not no. heroes and villains level for o- sure over, over time i've been like keeping heroes and villains in rotation more than her loss i'll say that but i'm just saying in terms of like initial first week feelings towards the album like bro this one really has me locked in yeah what's cool too is that you could play this around people and they won't look at you like fuck you have horrible yeah, taste I think in it music the people yeah, bro. <laughs> I, was, I was showing my cousin the other night the night we went to go play poker at his crib he was, and fucking, with it. He was fucking with it for sure i had showed him perfect i had showed him uh, garbage pale kids and the sample flips and even some of his boys that were chilling at his crib were like oh cool like this is actually good and like this production's fire and like, he's not typically into like jpeg or uh, or danny it's or... such a hard like well i, I think danny brown yeah because of atrocity and like you know okay. xxx as some well uh, yeah Absolutely. But I mean, more on the side of like, he doesn't really bump this regularly, especially for JPEG Mafia. And I mean, 
I don't think he's ever gone through veteran or LP or even cornballs. I mean, like, there's just so much stuff you could go through with JPEG, but I do feel like this is probably the most accessible that he's made his music in a long time. So I think that, yeah, yeah it's going to grab a lot of people for the first quarter of the year. It's definitely the best album that has released in the past three months. And it's going to be interesting to see the way that people come in and move forward for the second quarter because the first quarter is fine. I'm, I'm fine with the first quarter being kind of dead. We did get some good projects. It was nice. We got the new Sky Zoo album, got a new Odyssey album, um, new JPEG Mafia and Danny Brown. I'm going to talk about a new Navy Blue album very soon as well. But for the most part, I want to see things to pick. I want to see things pick up for the new quarter. I'm yeah, but, but this was kind of a, a good album to get because out of everything that's come out up to this point, I feel like this was probably the most anticipated next to Lil Yachty. And like, I've been just like scrolling through my liked songs playlist on Spotify and I'm like, fuck it, bro. Like, I, I just, I, I feel like going back to the JPEG and Danny every single time, if I have to make the decision of like recently added songs or that album, I keep going back to that album. And I even saw uh, Danny Brown's podcast with uh, JPEG Mafia as a guest. And that show was hilarious too. And it's funny because uh, JPEG was like, you got to tell everyone that you named the song Lean Beef Patty because everyone thinks that like it's it's one of my names that I came up with because I always have like these weird ass song titles but apparently Danny actually chose that song title and they were kind of just giving you some background on the album and a bit of their creative process which was pretty funny and you even had Danny Brown kind of being honest and telling JPEG like when I first heard your music someone put me on and I was fucking scared. I'm like, okay, my career's over. Like, there's only one room. There's only room for, like, one weirdo in hip-hop, and you're going to yeah. take my place. So it's cool to see that they went from that point where, you know, Danny was a fan of JPEG. Danny was one of JPEG's biggest influences, and they end up coming together for an amazing album. Do you so. feel like JPEG is probably, like, the new Danny Brown for this generation? I, I think he's probably the best experimental rapper right now. That That's very have. true. That's definitely I think, he, I think he's number one. He's taking You could also put spot. Injury Reserve in that conversation yeah, as well. Yeah, that's Grips, Grips who hasn't well. dropped in, like, five years, though. Earl Sweatshirt's kind of moving away from the experimental lane, especially with Sick. Wasn't too experimental as like something like some rap songs, let's say. But I think JPEG is at the top of that. Uh, of that yeah, he's lane. at the top of his game. And what's cool too is that I love rapper slash producer duels. And is actually, what do you prefer JPEG as? Do you prefer him like do you prefer his productions or his rap? Production, like, yeah, production, production. Overall, yeah. yeah. But I find he fits his production super well does, though. Like yeah. it feels so at home for him. Like it's kind of like a Tyler situation, but just super fucking weird and experimental to the point where like sometimes you want to shut it off for like how damaging it yeah, is it's probably like, to it's your like brain it's like fucking sonic assault bro is it, what is, it is it is it know? is but like lately i've been really diving into his catalog and it's incredible because like we were talking to fantano remember back in november when we did those episodes and mm -hmm. he was saying um while during recordings that jpeg's the one that's really pushing things forward as far as the hip-hop scene and like pushing these new sounds um these new song structures new ways to attack the music and to attack mm -hmm. the albums and i'm finally understanding that i'm finally seeing yeah, what jpeg he's, is he's doing he's pushing boundaries even though like typically he was never an artist that i would have like on fucking loop every day but um i'm seeing a lot of merits within this album and yeah i just can't wait to see what the future if holds get, and which other yeah. rappers start hopping on jpeg beats that's something i really want to see well more let of. me ask you something because like we're drake fans we're fans of the mainstream and obviously we enjoy accessible music do you think that more mainstream fans and people that aren't as invested into the underground are going to start getting into stuff like the jpeg mafia sound because even at that like it does great for live venues a lot of people like that type of mosh music um now that danny brown's in the equation it could bring in a whole different audience and make it accessible for a lot of different hip-hop heads so do you think you'll ever see that duality i mean i don't know i don't think this album's gonna chart and really like reach the masses no but but I, what i'm I, saying I is that like... just like build more of like that fan base that's yeah. a bit more warm to his music so example like looking at 
at Denzel Curry early on into his career, I mean, he wasn't as accessible as he was now after Melting My Eyes See Your Future. So do you see that similar path for JPEG moving forward that a lot more people are just going to say, fuck it, this music is too good and I'm going to get invested? Yeah, I think more and more people are going to start appreciating the craft. Are they going to all wrap their heads around like his sound? And is he going to kind of continue to be accessible? Definitely not. Uh, I think he's going to keep pushing boundaries and really do some like some left field shit as we, we love him to do. You know what I mean? That's kind of his whole aura. So, yeah, I think it's going to be cool to see where he goes next. Well, he has next, another two albums coming this year, apparently. Apparently, and so apparently. does Danny Brown. That maybe. would be incredible. That would be incredible. But honestly, they've started off on such a strong run. Like, I genuinely do think that Scaring the Host could definitely make a top 10 of the Absolutely. year list. But let me go into another recommendation that I have for today. And this is actually the three EP by Kenny Mason. I don't know if you've mm, heard this I've yet. I've not heard this. Talk um, to me about it. Yeah, you got to check this out. It came out early March. And there's three songs. Um, go figure. It's called three EP. But uh, first song is 100 or None. Cool. Then you have a song called Avatar. And mm-hmm. then you have a song called Back Home. And what I love about this EP so much is the fact that on each song, yeah. Kenny is displaying a different style that he can actually go into for his artistry and um i would recommend this to anyone that's kind of looking into getting into one of the i would say the highest rising artists right now one of the artists that when we look at the overall talent pool in the hip-hop genre he's seriously someone to have your your eyes and ears on and yeah when it comes to this one you have a hundred or none which has more of like a soul sample Mm -hmm. implemented and it's kind of a love song about Kenny, you know, having a ride or die with him. Nice amount of reverb on the, on the vocals there and just so shows his kind of versatile rapping. But my favorite cut on here is Avatar, where it's actually Kenny doing some more like hype and rage shit. Oh, that's kind of more of a new generation but that's spin. not usually your bag. So like, how did you get into this? Um, For Kenny Mason? Kenny Mason's my bag. Uh, no, no, no. But I'm saying more of like the rage sort of like in oh, your he, face. He sort just of executed it so well, bro. Like okay. the production was fire and he killed it. And the last song is the most interesting. It's called Bad. Back home, and that's mm-hmm. where you have Kenny um, making more of like a, a Nirvana-inspired track. Like, there's actually a serious grunge influence, um, some awesome electric guitar riffs too, and it's just cool to see how many different genres he can tap into. And I think a lot of fans of music in general are gonna get behind this and and see that Kenny's someone that's super valuable to music right now. That's so. interesting. And he also, he has that duality where he could really play in any field that he wants to. Um, I also love it when he does cloud rap. I can't remember what song from last year um, I had on repeat. It was a single. It was fucking hard. Mm. I can't remember. I'd have to go back and bring it into another episode. But yeah, what's interesting about Kenny too is that, especially out of the Atlanta scene, kind of like a JID situation or like an Earth Gang situation, who's really making uh, music like him? Even Angelic Hoodrat was really nice as a listen. So yeah. you're right. I would definitely go into it and uh, probably enjoy it but what you've had it dropped last weekend it dropped early march so i've had a couple of weeks to to go through it cool cool and listen every single song is every song's fire bro all of them all three okay i'll take for three i'll I'll take your word for that but listen let me get into my first recommendation and this dropped over the weekend and that is ways of knowing by navy blue navy blue is a brooklyn rapper um and actually a skateboarder as well and i actually never knew that and uh i went into this project because i saw a bunch of people talking about it on twitter Mm. and i saw it on the release page um under our discord and i'm like you know what besides the jpeg and uh, danny brown i'm gonna need a little switch up from this you know something a bit more mellow and that's what navy blue brings to the table on ways of knowing um extremely mellow soundscape that's taken care of by budgie beats and he actually has credits on jesus is king um he also has credits on action bronson albums so it was interesting i've gotten more into his production and maybe at another episode i'll talk more about his production credits but he's taking care of the whole album and what's interesting about this project is that it feels extremely personal for navy blue 
as well, either talking about the influence of his grandmother um, on his life and the way that he's brought in that into music or him talking about his day to day and how he sees society. And it feels like a very introspective album from that end. And it's an extremely somber album. He's going to be using a lot of smooth but also calm cadences throughout it there's not a lot of like crazy or manic energy throughout the project it's very subdued and i almost feel like there's a lot of lo-fi and cloud type beats throughout it so if that's your like if that's your hip-hop lane you really enjoy this if you have to compare this album to, to something else you've heard or another artist's music like what would Mick you jenkins type okay, of vibe nice. like that's what i'd probably say like very subdued like very meditative but extremely witty with his bars and the way that he sets things up highlights for the album for me are chosen um that was actually the the single that was released previous uh previously to this album and it's cool too because i think he used a sample that was used in do for love by tupac which is mm. cool i picked up on that indeed so was it what you won't do for love bobby caldwell was that but i'm sample? not sure no. i'm not sure if it's the interpolation because he didn't use the hook or anything it was just more of an instrument that i picked ah, up okay. on the background you know like do for love that space that spacey atmospheric sound that you get let's say at the beginning of the song that was also implemented okay. into here. So it was cool. Um, outro of the album is really nice. Shadow Shield. I believe this is where um, like where I think he pays homage to his grandmother as well or maybe his mother. I'm just not sure on the lyrics right away just because I haven't had the time to really dissect it like that. But yeah, it's been a great listen, man. I really do suggest it. And it's a completely different change around than anything you'll get on that Danny Brown or JPEG album. For sure. So and yeah, I'm down to tap into it just because, you know, you always see Navy Blue enter these conversations in the same way that a Billy Woods would or the same way that someone like Mike would. Like a lot of these more underground rappers, like I feel like he's been one of the most like revered and respected out of that group. And I checked out, I think it was his 2021 album called Navy's Reprise. That was really good. So yeah, he also has a uh, Song of out. Sage. Um, I believe that released in 2020. Um, you have what was the one like a, it was a Blue Face as the cover? That one uh, uh, got Song a lot of traction. Sage, yeah, Post Panic. Yeah. That was released in uh, December of 2020. That's the most feature. Sheesh. Okay. Yeah, no, this is looking really cool. And what's nice about this album, too, you guys know I like my short album experiences. I believe it is only 14, 13 songs, um, 37 minutes. So it's also a really nice listen to and just get in uh, on the weekend. And that's him and his grandfather in the cover, probably? I believe so. Interesting. Like, it pays a lot of homage to, like, his roots and, like, where he comes from and the mm. mentalities that he's built over time um, based on his family's influence. So I think you would really enjoy yeah, it. Yeah, I'm down to check that out. But next up, I have... More of a fun listen, okay? This is one not to take too seriously, but um, I just saw the cover art for it, and I'm like, yeah, I got to tap into this. This what is, is T-Pain's on top of the covers, oh, bro. Oh, yeah, how was it? Uh, this is T-Pain's first actual album that he's released in four years, and um, I saw the album cover of, like, it was T-Pain lying down in a robe, and he had, like, a rose in between his teeth, and That's I'm like, fine. yeah. <laughs> he's his live streams are hilarious, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a, he's a great personality and artist, but this is interesting because on this album, T-Pain is covering Frank Sinatra. He's covering Sam Cooke. Oh, that's covering cool. He's covering Journey. He's covering fucking Black Sabbath, bro. War Pigs by Black Sabbath. <laughs> That's and well, where does covered. this come out of? Like, how does that even sound? I mean, it's crazy just because the whole, like, concept behind this album was T-Pain being like, fuck you guys. I can sing really well without autotune, bro. Like, that was the entire concept behind this. And then you go into these tracks being like, okay, like, is he going to have that range? Is he going to have and did he that have the raw range? singing capability? And he really did, bro. You go to songs like A Change Is Gonna Come from Sam Cooke. Amazing performance. Does his own background vocals, too. Like, he really went all out for it. Um, another point of the album that I really enjoyed um, would be... Uh, 
the Don't Stop Believing cover, which is hilarious, bro. It's hilariously bad, bro. Like, is it that bad? That's the one where it's like, check it out just for the laugh. It's like the only like. Did he try to do it though for the comedic relief? Yeah, but he just added like as much reverb as possible, like oh, just echoing the whole fucking time, and he kind of gives you more of like a slow moving, alluring vibe and seductive energy to Don't Stop Believing, which is pretty funny. <laughs> that's but hilarious. That's a fucking must listen. Apart from that, um, what else do we have? We have Stay With Me, which is probably his best performance. That's from Sam Smith. And mm -hmm. he's hitting notes that I wasn't even like aware that he was capable of hitting without even straining his voice. That was fire. But the War Pigs cover is so fucking dope, bro. Like he goes into like these deeper vocal inflections that you would never think T-Pain is, uh, is able of reaching and also just finding a good rhythm while he's yelling on the track. And he kind of also replaces the electric guitar with like a gospel organ too, which is pretty interesting. So like there's even instrumental change-ups besides him doing covers of the vocal performances, which is just a big treat. And um, yeah, it's just cool for T-Pain to be showing people that because he went through a hard time, bro, with the whole auto-tune shit. Like, he caught a lot of flack for that. And I don't know if you ever heard the story, but there was a story where he was on the same plane as Usher. And Usher, I think, was maybe in first class. He was in an economy. And then Usher told a stewardess to, to grab T-Pain and come see him. So T-Pain goes to see Usher. And Usher tells him, I hope you know that, you know, you, you fucked up music forever for all the real singers. And that actually put T-Pain into, like, a serious depression, bro. Like, it really hit him deep for a yeah, long time. Yeah, but I mean, like, like, he's probably enhanced music for a good way. Like, it's not because you're an There's pros and cons. I think, yeah. I think the reason why Usher said that is the fact that it's, like, it's so much easier for singers to sound good nowadays. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's yeah, almost less talent-based to some degree. Yeah, but I mean, like, that's probably his perspective just because, like, he is a talented singer and, like, he's gotten into that bag. I don't and, think like, it's only his perspective, though. I feel like that's a perspective, like, a, a big... So do you genuinely feel like autotune has ruined music? I don't believe that, but a lot of people do, and I, I could see the arguments for it. You know what I mean? Yeah, you could see the arguments for it, but it's kind of, like, also saying that, like, Fruity Loops, like, ruined the art of production and that it's completely destroyed, like, the way people make beats. It doesn't necessarily... I, I understand why, because it's easier, quote-unquote, but... To say that, like, there's no I, I, quality I, I, I coming out of it's more of the idea things, that you know? it's, like, I think Usher's feeling like um, the floodgates are open to more singers, whereas prior to that, you really had to have an amazing voice to break through. Now it's just easier to kind of make your name because of the autotune you're using. But, yeah, that, that's, that's, that's a debate for another time. But point is, it's a super fun listen. You're getting to hear T-Pain out of his comfort zone rapping on fucking Black Sabbath songs. Uh, I'm not rapping, singing uh, on uh, on some Black Sabbath shit. So it's pretty interesting, and I, I definitely recommend checking it out just for the fun of it, bro. That's interesting. But listen, I want to bring in a single that actually dropped over the weekend, and this is Outside. It is a 38 special and Harry Fraud song that ended up dropping mm. on Friday. Um, It sounds absolutely incredible, featuring Free Lord. And what's cool about this song is that, like, you know that distinct 38 special cadence that he brings in where it's, like, almost a bit whiny to a certain extent, a bit more high-pitched? Bro, it sounds so good off, off of like this chipmunk soul sample that harry fraud puts through and um i was trying to go through like different singles that i dropped off of this weekend but this was really the song that got me going and that was like oh okay fuck this is probably gonna end up making my rotation so yeah add it over to your phone it's cool it's standard for 38 special but it's interesting to see the way that he attacks this type of production because like i've heard 38 special over more of like derringer or beat butcher type beats where like it's a bit more dark or let's say on griselda albums where he's in a different bag but with Harry Fraud, it's kind of like a different type of 38 special, and he sounds really good on it.
on it, bro. I, I'd suggest it. Nice. Yeah, another check that out. I just heard that uh, 38 Special and Conway are making a collab album this year, apparently. Oh, that's going to be crazy. Special Machinery. Special fire Machinery. Name, that's a crazy it's name. It's a fire album title, yeah. If you had to go into the Griselda camp and ask for like one project, what would you go for? I'd probably really want to see that Boldy James and Jay Dilla project. Drug yeah. Dilla, that has to drop That's one that I want to see. Um, another one would probably have to be... Another like WWCD type of project, like another Benny Conway West Side Gun uh, link up. The three of them. When, when is Conway dropping his next albums? By the I don't way, know. Like, it got it, pushed it back. Got pushed it was supposed like to April, come at no? the end of this month. I think now they're saying April, but even that's not really confirmed. So. We'll have to see what ends up happening Because there, the thing but. is with them is that they have so many samples that they use throughout the projects that they probably have to, like, clear a bunch of shit and then, like, it probably gets delayed and stuff like that. Like, uh, I remember even last year, um, what was it, God Don't Make Mistakes? No, last uh, year was, was uh, uh, yeah, God Don't Make Mistakes. God, yeah. God Don't Make Mistakes, yeah, yeah dropped in yeah. February of last year. That was pushed back for a while. That was a shady aftermath debut, no? It was, yeah. That was supposed to come out, I think, in, like... 2020 and then it got pushed to 2021 so that one was a long ways have you ever gone it. into like 38 Spanish's catalog as a whole not and like, deeply, like, like dove into it lucy's here and there never really went through like you went through like his full catalog i haven't yet okay. I, I want to though because the thing yeah. is is that he brings something special in you is he officially signed to griselda by the way i don't think so he's just closely affiliated yeah but like he brings a nice flavor to mm. their camp though whenever he collaborates and i feel like he is like kind of like that must feature for any sort of griselda just project. a great producer too oh he is actually yeah, yeah, i never yeah. knew he's he produces produced for like Shane Noir, he's produced for Benny. He's done uh, quite a few, bro. Yeah, he's interesting a as a character as well. Mm -hmm. And I do feel like on this new Harry Fraud track, it kind of shows a new side to him. So if you guys want to check that out, it is out right now. But Luke, keep going. What do you Next got? Next track that I brought in is actually Dochi's new song, which is called What It Is, Block Boy, featuring Kodak Black. And we were actually lucky enough to get a first listen of this in California at the TDE studios. And from the moment I heard this, I'm like, yeah, this is a fucking bop, bro. Like, this is really, like, a song that has just hit potential. Like, something that an Ariana Grande or a Beyonce could drop just because of how universal and big the record sounds. And Dochi is giving you um, an amazing song because she's showcasing her great versatility as a rapper. You have these Latin-flavored guitar strings sprinkled throughout the track as well. And it's just catchy as fuck, bro. Like, that hook... And chorus has been stuck in my head. Um, the Kodak feature is still fire. He's kind of mumbling for quite a bit of it, which it's not everyone's cup of tea, but you kind of have to expect that with Kodak. Yeah, and but you do get vintage Kodak vibes. You get vibes. vintage Kodak vibes, and it's cool to see the Florida connection come together. Um, but She's yeah, an extremely talented artist, too. This is a song that, like, again, it has that mainstream appeal, but it's also quality. So I, I want to see it become a hit. Like, I'm rooting for this one to kind of climb the charts and, and do some big numbers. So I've been enjoying it a lot. And since it's come out, I mean, I've been playing it. So yeah, yeah. that was a moment for sure. I'm super down to see what ends up getting released from TDE this year. They I, have apparently a lot of Top stuff. Dog, actually, I don't know if you saw this. He was doing a little Q&A on Twitter. I'm going to see if we could pull this up. But he was saying some super interesting shit, bro. He was talking about, um, like, who slated to drop this year and shit like that. So um, who are the regulars? Who's going to be coming through? So, for example, he said, so Q coming first half or second half of the year? Someone asked him. He said he's coming when he's ready. Mm, okay. um, that's interesting. What else do we have? Um, will we ever get a new Black Hippie remix? He says, I think we will. They owe y'all an album or EP, dot, dot, dot. So oh, imagine Kendrick actually uh, comes back, bro, to work with fucking like solo and, and rock and Q. Like, but, I mean, it would be a good time to do it, though. 
Imagine that. Imagine they all get the names hot again, and then after that, they bump like a huge fucking experience like that. And imagine now you get the new TDE members coming through and featuring on the project, as well as the PG Lang members coming together and creating like this crazy fucking West Coast sound again. 100%. That would be crazy. Kendrick is like, he's still their family, you know what I mean? Like, I I think that it's still super possible for that to go down apart from that absol apparently um dropping again in december and a deluxe this year for sure um he, and he said reason Ravon, dochi q j-rock zach and a compilation is all supposed to be happening this year so a compilation compilation co- black hippie comp- oh. black hippie or td as a whole i don't know but they're due for one of those well we're, we're due for both of those a td album and a black hippie one so um this dochi single is just proof that they just have fire in the tuck bro um, it's true so though, because wait. a lot of people were writing them off, especially yeah. within that COVID period. Yeah, they were writing them off, especially within that uh, that sort of sense. But you know what's interesting too? I went back to the houses burning over the weekend, and uh, I went and go see the Apple Music description. I never picked up on this, and like the first thing you see is like five year waits are not happening anymore. So really, I, I swear to fuck? God, yeah, yeah, you never you never picked up on that. No, okay, let me go pull this up. I for guess you. that's them like teasing Isaiah dropping somewhat soon, maybe. Well, or? I know he's on tour in Europe, so that's interesting. Yeah, the house is burning. If you go to it, hopefully this is the start of something new. No more five year gaps. Isaiah Rashad tells Apple Music of his long awaited third album. So that's very interesting. I'd love to hear new Isaiah, bro, especially for the fucking summer. So as the house is burning, I actually like grew on you. It, it's, it's aged super well for sure. I mean, there's still a couple. Because you of were going, you didn't like that album off of first uh, listen. Yeah, I said that it was great. No, I said it was a good album and it wasn't great. Um, again, I, I still think it's Isaiah's weakest project, but the highs are high, bro. Okay, I think Sylvia Dem was at the top of the list, but I think this and the Sun's tirade are tied for me. Mm. But they all achieve something different for me. Like, this has a really nice, consistent sound all the way through. But, yeah, listen, I don't want to talk about the house is yeah, burning. We've, we've spoken the, about it on the podcast. I've spoken before. about this way too much. Sure. But I want to go on to my boy Mark Lux. He just dropped another fantastic track called Been a Minute featuring Lil Deuce. And Mark is doing some fucking damage right now, bro. Yeah. Shout out to his whole camp and everyone that's affiliated with them. Like, fantastic dudes. And this is crazy, too, because, like, in comparison to all that, it's more of an aggressive vibe for Mark. And the first time that I heard this song that he sent it through to me, I'm like, dude, this is a crazy bag for you, bro. Especially that, like, you have the ability to create a West Coast sound, but with more of, like, an aggressive energy. And then, I'm not sure if you noticed this, like, right before his part finishes on the song, before you get into a little deuce, he does, the like, the whole, like, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1 thing. And, like, he, like, he kind of shifts his bars to be able to play into the narrative of the song, which is super cool. Um, I know Lil Deuce actually had another verse um, from the one that he showed us in California and the one that he sent to me. So I do enjoy the new uh, Lil Deuce feature. Yeah, he chose the right one for sure. He chose the right one. It's a lot more energetic. It's a lot more in your face. And it's also a bit more controlled for Lil Deuce. So how do you like the track, man? Yeah, been a min. We added it to the playlist, of course, because it's straight fucking heat. And, uh, yeah, especially now that we're in a place where I feel like we're kind of missing that new refreshing voice from the West Coast, Mark Lux is, is, is your man, bro. Like, he, he's the guy to fucking check into. And, uh, yeah, working on a project, too. And uh, just based on the ideas he was sharing with us, bro, I mean, 
I can't wait to see where the career goes, bro. Like I think it's, it's gonna. I think it's gonna be massive for him. Yeah. If there's one guy I have to buy stock in right now, it would most definitely be Mark Lux. I'm trying to like, like legit. Even on the Our Generation music interview, like, I, if there's one guy that I have you to talk put on, to, yeah. Oh, bro, he's absolutely incredible, and he's hungry, bro. And like the vision behind this music and the art is absolutely incredible. So shout out Mark. He's actually probably listening to this right yeah, now. Yeah, much he's, love uh, to Mark. And, and he's been sure. a huge supporter of the podcast for such a long time, and. Very dear friends to us and the whole team. Absolutely. So shout out Mark and the rest shout of the Shout out camp. Mark. Can't wait for more music, bro. But let's go into another single that I brought in for today. And this is Static Selecta and the Wu-Tang Clan's new song, Unpredictable, bro. Oh, how is it? So I haven't gotten a chance. in 2023. And I was just playing it for Mark uh, in the car on the way over here. And we were just talking about how, like, Ghostface just doesn't age, bro. But they, none he of them age. do, bro. They don't age whatsoever. None of them do, bro. Like, you're fucking... You're, like, almost 30 years past your prime, quote-unquote... And you're like, holy shit, bro. Like, these guys sound so good. And it's amazing because Static Selecta gives you a classic jazzy boom-bap beat, as you would, you know, come to expect. And um, you have Inspector Deck starting off the track. Then you get Ghostface and Raekwon back-to-back verses. And then you end off with Method Man, who just sounds as sharp as ever, giving you some clever wordplay. Like, the way that, um, you know, he did on, like, on Lemon with, like, the whole CNN bar. Oh, he yeah, does yeah. Yeah, similar yeah, 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 in this song yeah, yeah. with the word lines and it's fucking genius some fire wordplay all throughout and it just it made me think i'm like if we can get bangers like this from the wu-tang in 2023 like this is just one song make nine more like this and and just put out a fucking album they could do it bro like they have it in them they're still going on tour like they're still active i mean do you think it's a case where it's like this new generation just isn't tapped in enough with Wu Tang, do you think it's a case well, the of changes, like the sound has changed completely, and people use hip hop for different. But we're seeing Griselda having an amazing, you know, growth spurt, and a lot of that is thanks to that old Wu sound. And I'll argue that like Wu Tang or Loki still sounding better than some Griselda shit, bro. Oh yeah, they are. So, but I mean, like he'll never really replicate the original. That's the only thing. L- listen to this song. Uh, no, but <laughs> I mean, people, song, I mean, the, that's the original, though. That's the reason being. Like, I was talking about more for Griselda. Like, yes, I love Griselda and everything they do, and they put out fantastic music, but it'll never compare to, like, the Solo Wu albums. Yeah, but or it's even, not a carbon and, copy. Like, they, they no, do their but, own but, thing. But, that, but that's what you were asking me, though, was, like, you know, do you see the similar differences and stuff like that? And, like, I, I do see the differences because they have, like, maybe a bit more of a colder sound. There's a lot more gangster rap implemented into it where I feel like the Wu stuff is a lot more technically driven and a lot of stuff is a lot more like your hippity hop sort of stuff. And I do feel like with the Wu-Tang members, they're not aging whatsoever, especially on the skill side of things. Like you'll still find fantastic Wu member, uh, let's say material, even something that you just mentioned. Guys, go check it out. I still have to do my dive on it, but I yeah. want to ask you something, okay? So it's the end of the first quarter. Give me your top three projects that have dropped in the past three top months. Top three projects of the last three months. Okay, so... If you have to do like a little ranking. Yeah, I would have to go with... At number one, definitely scaring the hose. That's a W. Um, that's an easy pick for me. Number two is gonna be Odyssey with To What End. We actually did a live album reaction to that. Um, for anyone that's uh, sub to the Patreon, you guys could check that out if you missed it. That was one of the best albums of the year. And then that third spot's tough. I mean, I'm considering Yachty in there. Um, you see I'm what happened with Yachty over the weekend too, with the whole like rap comments as well. 
No. Well, he went back and like he had dropped a video of him rapping over like this new beat that he was trying to do and stuff. Sounded pretty good. It was pretty standard for Yachty. And That's uh weird, people though. people in the comment sections were like, Bro, like you just finished dissing hip hop. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And then he quotes retweeted it saying that um I never dissed hip hop and I was talking about me as a rapper. So I'm I'm I just I wanna see what would happen if you would go back to hip hop and the reception that he would get. But 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 that's what that's why he his career is such a in an interesting place right now is that like because he created this psychedelic rock album, now it's like for him to go back to hip hop is gonna be a moment on its own just because it's another detour from his last album. So he's kind of put himself in this position where his next move is so anticipated no matter what he does. And I have to salute him for that. But going back to top three albums, number one, Scaring the Hose, number two, To What End, and number three, Wasn't Built in a Day by Rome Streets. Mm. I probably have to go with that. Okay, I, I've been bumping that and that's been fire too. Um, okay, so listen, for mine, I would probably go with... Hmm. Okay, first one, I'd go for sure Scaring the Hose. I'll lock that in. Um, two, I'll go Ways of Knowing, actually, by Navy Blue. That's been a fantastic oh, really? listen okay. over the weekend. One of the most impressive albums I've heard all year. And then three, three is interesting. There's a lot of shit up for debate. I'm just looking at my Apple Music right now of what's already dropped. Love is War could be in contention for sure for me. That's been a nice project to put on. Um, but I would ultimately probably go with Let's Start Here. I think that it was a massive moment, and mm. I enjoyed it. You know, I enjoyed the record. I'm not a, that big of a fan of the singing and now I'm starting to pick up on it, you know, because I've been going back to a lot of psychedelic rock and I've been going back to a lot of shit and I'm like, okay, this is cool. But when you have to put it into that lane and really like see it for what it is, then is it really all of like all that okay, good? So, you your, know? so your top three you said would be scaring the hose at number one. Yeah. Number two would be, you said... Ways of Knowing. Ways of Knowing. And then third place, Lil Yachty with Let's Start Here. That would probably be my Very ranking. interesting. Okay. Um, let's talk about this Black Album. I don't know if you've checked it out yet. I haven't gotten the time I'm yet. I kind of no. loosely have gotten into it. And What could you tell me about it? Like, what could I expect? I mean, I would say instrumentally, maybe it's more experimental for him in terms of the, the types of sounds that he's choosing. You have, uh, like, some heavy bass and trap beats. You also have some, like, bedroom pop shit, too which seems to be a popular sound that a lot of people are going into. Um, one of the most interesting songs for me was called The Canter, which was actually produced from uh, produced by Olu from Earth Gang. Oh, that's interesting. And that's a really interesting song because he's getting out of his comfort zone. He kind of falls into like this Afrobeats groove, which was pretty interesting. Um, apart from that, yeah, I would just say this album, from what I've heard up to this point, like I said, I kind of loosely dived into it. Um, definitely late, late night vibes. And I feel like that's just because Black as a singer is just so laid back. And the production on here is also really mellow so it really falls nicely into that late night you know drives type of music so that was fire another song i really liked was inwood yeah inwood hill park mm -hmm. and he's displaying his vocal range all throughout singing super delicately just about him confronting different trauma he's experienced in his life and stuff like that so um overall it is a long album though like i, I found myself being like sheesh this is 
this is a, a slow burner, bro. Well, that's what I was. Si- that's what I was seeing chill. on Twitter and also throughout our Discord community was people like us. Even Fagella was saying that it was a bit disappointing because of the pacing of the album. And if you go back to like let's say Free Black from 2016 or even um, East Atlanta Love Letter, does the track list doesn't feel that way. So mm-hmm. I'm not sure how that's going to compare for me. You that's know? why, like, there are highlights like the ones I mentioned, the Cancer Inwood Hill Park, but as a whole. I don't know if I see myself kind of going back to that album. That's that very much. interesting because I'm a big fan of Black's music. So I'm going to have to see the way that it like implements within my rotation. But yeah, I was on Danny Brown and Navy Blue all weekend. So I was going to kind of save it for this week while I was working. I like to put on R&B while I'm working because like the the lyrics are easy to like kind of catch up on, like, excuse me, catch up upon. And like the productions are a lot more like atmospheric and slower. So it gets me into a nice creative zone. So yeah, OK, that's very interesting. I'll give it a spin. So. So what's interesting about Black too is that he was actually talking about doing a collaboration on with Jesse Reyes. I'm not I sure if you saw that, that in a new interview. And he was also saying that like he's taking a different approach to his writing right now, where he's staying away from the toxicity and that sort of stuff because it's such a prominent um, aspect to music right now. So that's interesting as well. But any other yeah. ads, bro, for this month? Um, well, speaking of Black, though, I don't know if you saw this too, but um, he actually mentioned that he wants to do a full rap album. Yes, I saw that. We, yeah, 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 yeah. We posted bro. that up we, on our Twitter. We posted Twitter. that up, and that's going to be interesting just because, um, mind you, I was, I was going to reference something like 8701, but he's not really rapping that heavily on that one. Um, but yeah, he has a lot of collabs with Spillage Village and Jid where he's really going off. So again, I'd love to see um, you know Black going, going into that bag just because we don't often see r&b artists going into hip-hop and and shit like that but yeah i think that pretty much sums up uh my new ads for this week what about you anything uh, anything else to throw in no i'm good i think we got everything for today so listen guys let me know how you feel about the new year in hip-hop and in music as a whole um and i think now it's been yeah it's been kind of like half no no a quarter of a year that quarter we've been doing of the year bro a quarter yeah. of the year that we've been doing this podcast actually with all the music recommendations of, uh, yeah that's very interesting. Of February. Well, I yeah. Think. What's been your favorite episode so far? Favorite episode to to do so far. The late night drives one was really fun. Uh, the twenty perfect love songs was actually really cool to do as well. Yeah, going and, back and, uh, into like seventies and the sixties and bringing in classics that we grew up upon. That was really and fun. obviously doing that episode in California was uh, was fun too. Just that to, was very fun. To do it in a different setting. So um, yeah, guys, there's gonna be so many different exciting podcasts. Um, we're definitely gonna have guests on in the future as well. Um, so stay tuned for all of that. As we mentioned earlier, you guys can have access to our playlist right now. Head over to the links in our description. And like we mentioned, those are going to be updated on a weekly basis. So make sure to tap in with all of that. Thank you guys so much for all the love and support that you guys give us. Please rate this podcast five stars. It would help us a lot and get this podcast out to more ears. So as always, guys, much love for all the support. We appreciate you and we'll catch you on the next audio podcast.